you're listening to Sarah McCoy, and this is Session 2B of the Genesis Podcast. I've been a Bible teacher at Owasso First Assembly in Owasso, Oklahoma, for over 40 years, and I love the way God's Word shows itself practical to today, time after time. Our subject is the murder of Abel by his brother Cain. Fourth chapter... Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Now a newborn baby boy doesn't look too much like a man, so she was speaking a little bit on faith. But what an amazing thing this must have been for this extremely intelligent couple, but that was completely inexperienced to begin to see what it's going to be like to populate the earth. Wow. This is a, another human being that has come into the world. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering. I wonder why he would. They acknowledged their creator. They knew that he was worthy. They were acting in faith and obedience. Perhaps they had been taught by their parents that a sacrifice was needed to cover their own shame initially. But he brings to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Now, Jews and Christians look at this story differently, so I'm going to start with the original Jewish interpretation, which is valid. He brings an offering of the fruit of the ground, but it doesn't say anything about it being the best or the most excellent. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. We don't see anything yet about people consuming meat. It had not yet been authorized. We don't know if they did. But he was at least using these animals for perhaps their milk and certainly for their wool. And so when it comes time to harvest his own flock, he comes to this flock and he picks out the very best of the very best. The firstborn just because of the symbolic nature, and then the ones that are fat. And then when he offers this sacrifice of death and blood is shed, he brings the fattest portions to the Lord. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So the Jews look at this and they say, you don't give God your second best. You don't say, well, if I have time, I will. Or yeah, uh, if there's any money left over at the end of the month after I pay all my bills and go on my vacation, then I might donate to the church. But it comes up front. Now, Christians will look at this and they will say, the Lord accepted the blood offering and he did not accept the offering that was not blood. And Cain could have made an exchange with his brother and perhaps traded for or purchased so that he gave the blood sacrifice that 
perhaps we infer from scripture was required. At any rate, Cain was very angry and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. In other words, you are responsible for the choices you make. You are not a victim, and you decide what you're going to do. You plot your own course as an adult, whether you will do the good or whether you will do the bad. It's up to you. Look at this passage of scripture in the last book of the Old Testament along the lines of not giving God our second best. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Present that to your governor. Will he accept you or show you favor, says the Lord of hosts? And now entreat the favor of God that he may be gracious to us. With such a gift from your hand, will he show favor to any of you, says the Lord of hosts? Oh, that there was one among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain. I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, and I will not accept an offering from your hand. Cursed be the cheat who has a male in his flock and vows it, and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. That's why, at least in part, this offering that Cain made was rejected. Cain spoke to his brother Abel, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him the record of the first murder. They must have known what killing was like, at least of animals, because Abel brought the fat portions from the firstlings of his flock, but now a human being is dead. And then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? So now we see that he's lying. And the Lord said, what have you done? Another rhetorical question. Think about the gravity of what you've done. The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you're cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, okay, here we go. Sin has consequences. You can't just do things with impunity and think that there won't be a result. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield you its strength. Well, the ground had already been cursed because of sin in the first place. So it was already going to be harder to make a living. Now for Cain, it's even worse. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you've driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. So he's praying, and he's imploring God. And once again, this just God is also merciful. And then the Lord said to him, not so. 
If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain. What must that have been? What did it look like? We don't know. Lest any who found him should attack him. And then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord. And that's a very sad statement. Oh, God, never let me go away from your presence. Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. So we see a man who has decided not to follow the Lord. He has called on him. God has been merciful to him. And then he turns his back and he goes the other direction. So in this story, in the fourth chapter, we see how sin is ramping up. First, it was just disobeying an order not to eat of a certain tree. Now it's one brother killing another brother and then lying about it. So the chapter four summary is that we have to approach God in faith. We bring to him an offering. We bring to him ourself and we have to put him first. He doesn't want our leftovers. So Bottom line, we learn from chapters three and four that sin brings death, and it still does, but this just God who puts consequences on sin is also merciful to those that call on him and trust in him. Let's pray. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please pass it along. 